From thezebrablog.com, welcome to Before and After, the Furniture Refinishing Podcast. I'm Lane Ball. Today we're talking with the artist of the winning pieces of the Zebra Diaries April 2019 April Showers Blue Theme Contest. We're incredibly grateful to all the participants. The entries were exceptional. We want to continue to thank all six members of the Furniture Diaries who we partner with to host this monthly contest. They put a lot of effort into choosing the winning selections each month. We also want to thank Shacto Milk Paint for partnering with us on the giveaways for April. We're excited that you get to hear from our first, second, and third place winners today. By the way, all three winning pieces will be displayed on the zebrablog.com's podcast page along with the artist's contact information. Our guests today are no strangers to the furniture finishing industry. We are excited to have all three of you on the podcast. Welcome and congratulations. Thank you so much. Thanks, Lane. Thank you. I always think it's fun to find out where our guests are from. Danny, you are from Saskatchewan, Canada. Is that correct? That's right. And you have learned how to say it like a pro. Good job. Good, good, good. (laughs) Do you you know what I did? There's actually this really cool thing online. You can say how to pronounce something. Really? I don't know if you guys have ever done that, but it it brought this up. But if I'm not mistaken, it pronounced it a couple different ways. So I just kind of tried for one of those. So so it sounds like I did okay. Good job. (laughs) You're in West, West Virginia, correct? Yeah, correct. But not actually in West Virginia today. Now, where are you today? <laughs> no, so I am actually in Ireland today. So my husband and I just flew in today for a belated honeymoon. And it's funny you said that about the pronunciation app because we just went to the Cliffs of Mower today. And I feel like uh-huh. there's like four or five different pronunciations. So I'm sure I'm doing that wrong as well as most of the sites I'll see. But it's <laughs> been amazing so far. <laughs> Wow. Uh, we, we hope you guys have a wonderful trip. That is, that's so exciting. Thank you. And, uh, and Laura, you're in Ohio, correct? Yep. I am in Sandusky, Ohio. Which part of Ohio is that? Is that the middle part or the upper part? Um, it, it's upper part. It is about uh, midway between uh, Cleveland and Toledo. So uh, upper Northwest, I would say. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, I was born in Michigan and okay. uh, of course, live in North Carolina now. But uh, when I was young, we would travel from Michigan to North Carolina because we had family down here. And Ohio is an incredibly long state when you go from the bottom <laughs> all the way up. To, so it is. We, it is. We got to travel. Yeah, we got to travel to Ohio every every summer. Awesome. Well, we have some questions from our listeners that I will ask if they aren't answered as you all describe your pieces in the refinishing process. So. Um, Let's go ahead and get started. We're going to start with the antique sideboard that plays third by Danny with Danny's Vintage Designs. Tell us about your winning piece, Danny. Well, I'm super excited that I was picked. I know that there's so many people that enter and I'm just really flattered. So I'll tell you kind of a long but short story about it. So around here, the competition to get any item within the first five minutes of listing, it's insane. I guess that goes to show the popularity of painted, refinished, and flipping furniture in general. Vintage quality furniture is a hot market right now. Long story short, this gorgeous buffet isn't from around here. This piece just wouldn't be around from here. Usually, I have to drive a ways to get the really good pieces. Um, My in-laws were mentioning that they were going to be in Calgary, Alberta, 
Not sure if you guys have heard of that. Have you? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been to Banff before. It's beautiful. Awesome. Anyways, that's six and a half hours from here. And they said that they could pick something up for me if I found anything. And I sloughed it off. And I said, no, no, I don't want to burden you guys. Anyway, so I did find this amazing piece. And it was from an elderly man. They have the best stuff, by the way. You always want to find your stuff from elderly people. Mm. Um, so they picked it up. Mm-hmm. Yes. They have the best stuff. So they picked it up for me, brought it home. At that time, I was doing a lot of white custom pieces, and I was just going crazy with white, as much as I love white. And I just wanted to step out of my comfort zone and do something completely different. So that's why I chose this really outstanding pop of turquoise color. And that's how that came to be. Let me ask you this, because one of the um, questions that we got was, was this particular color? Now, did you mix and create this color yourself or was this a, a color from a particular brand? Yeah. So the chalk paint that I use is BB Froche chalk paint powder. And I'm actually Canada's only retailer for, for it, if you ever mm-hmm. wanted to try it out. So I mix that chalk paint powder with Bear's Color Tsunami. And so you just mix that up and you can make your own chalk paint. And that's what I love about this powder is that you can make any color under the sun, really. Well, I tell you what, it is. It's just an incredible uh, color. It's really beautiful it's now. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. Yeah, oh, it's gorgeous. Thanks, girls. Well, your pieces are awesome, too. Any special techniques that you utilized when you painted this piece? I did a little bit of distressing. Um, this one was, yeah, just pretty immaculate. I felt like it was good karma for me because I'm usually working on terrible pieces that have like the best before and afters, but this one was just really easy to paint. So really thankful about that. The handles are original. I just Mm -hmm. had to rip the really tacky back plates off of them. So I didn't even do anything to those handles. So that was really nice. And then those tassels, I found them at a fabric store. And I just think they just give it that super cute pop. Well, the simplicity as well in the um, photograph, the staging that you um, that you underwent is it was just spot on as well. It allows you to really focus on the the piece. Thank you. Great job. Does anybody um, have any other questions for for Danny? I was just wondering. It it's so um, painted so smoothly. Like, what technique or did you do anything special to get it that like beautiful like smooth finish on it? Okay, so with dark colors, because I'm a poly girl, I don't. I think you guys use a lot of wax. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So I feel like wax looks really, really nice on rich dark colors. Because poly, when you put it over a rich color, it looks milky a little bit. So when I was finished with my two coats of the turquoise chalk paint I had made, I tricked the system a little bit. Normally with other colors, I just do clear poly over my paint, but because it's such a deep, rich shade, for my first coat of poly, I did a tinted poly with a ratio of 25% of my latex paint color to 75% clear poly. That just ensured that there was no haziness. And then after that, I followed up with a regular clear coat of poly. Darks and bold colors can be super tricky to poly, but I have these little tricks up my sleeve to avoid that hazy look. Wow. It it, oh, it made it awesome. look beautiful. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That. If you ever have trouble with poly, yeah, just you can make a tinted poly. Awesome. That's great cool insight. Yeah. Thank you. Well, Danny, tremendous job. Share with our listeners your Instagram account. It's at Danny's Vintage Designs. 
Excellent. Well, our second place winning piece is by Megan with Megdale Design. Megan, this was an incredible transformation in Art Deco Buffet, correct? Sure. So like Danny, I feel like buffets, I have had a hard time coming by in my area. So as soon as I saw this listed, I was like immediate. I didn't care where it was. And I went mm -hmm. like right away. Um, and I, I feel like a lot of times as furniture flippers, you tend to be very apt to going places that you normally wouldn't otherwise go for that piece of furniture. And so when yes. I got to the location, I was kind of like a little uneasy about it. I'm like, oh, is it worth it? And I'm like, yes, I need this buffet. And it actually, it turned out to be like a, a nice lady who had it and it was just a huge piece. So it looked a lot bigger um, than the photos. But when I got it, I immediately had a vision for it. And it honestly was really helpful to have the zebra diaries because it's, it definitely made me step outside of my comfort zone. And I, I don't normally go for blues. Um, and when I saw this buffet, I wanted to do something because it was so big that was still somewhat neutral. So when I saw that fusion had that really dark Navy, which is technically midnight blue, um, I just loved it. So I did a lot of repair work, just some of your typical Bondo and removing a lot of scratches. Um, I did do a little bit of work as well with replacing and um, kind of repositioning the hardware. And I think that that made a really big difference in updating it, making it a little mm -hmm. bit more modern. So kind of topping it off with some antique gold knobs, I think really kind of put some nice contrast in there. And I loved it. It, it turned out amazing. And mm -hmm. um, to Danny's point too, I was kind of unsure just being a buffet. I knew I wanted the durability of a poly, um, but I just, I do like the really nice rich finish that like a wax or a beeswax gives um, your paint. And so I had actually seen Crystal at the Driftwood Home. She had shared a really good tip about how you can use a poly first over a dark color. Um, it actually didn't have any haziness or um, that kind of foggy finish that can sometimes happen over a dark piece. But to kind of give it that luster, I was able to add some of Fusion Mineral Paints, their beeswax, over the top of the poly. And I feel like it gave it the look that I'm used to with like a wax, but knowing that it had that extra durability of poly underneath. So yeah, I've, this is like one of my favorite pieces to date. And it went to a client who I um, have other pieces in her home. So it was just like a really sweet ending to that piece too. Well, that is great, Megan. Nice to hear that this beautiful piece already has a home. You know, you really did a phenomenal job in choosing the color as well as the hardware to differentiate it from maybe what would be the norm for a piece like this that sets it apart. Interesting, I noticed on Instagram that you have already inspired others to do similar pieces. I know many of you will want to follow Megan and her Instagram account is at Megdel Design. That's at M-E-G-D-E-L-D-E-S-I-G-N. Well, our first place winning piece is by Laura with Redhead Refinishings. Laura, your piece is an antique china hutch. Tell us about this piece. Yes. Well, thank you. First of all, I'm like super honored. When I found out um, last week, my phone kept going off on Instagram and I was like, what's going on? And to <laughs> see that I had won, it was just, oh my goodness, it was it was really an honor. So I appreciate that. Thank you, everybody at Zebra. Um but yeah, so uh, this China Hutch, I came about it like the other um, uh, other uh, girls were saying that it's really hard to get pieces, especially like on Facebook or on Craigslist, um, because 
people are just grabbing them up so quick. So what I do usually is um, I have I have three small kids. One is in school. So uh, my other two daughters come with me, and we'll go to local um, local shops. And I actually found this particular piece at an antique store here in Sandusky. Um, and, uh, I saw it and I couldn't believe it. I had to buy it right away. Of course, it's a little bit more expensive than kind of getting it from a garage sale or, uh, like a thrift, a, a thrift shop. But, um, mm-hmm. but I knew I had to have it and I knew it was just such a unique piece, um, that, you know, I just try to find those beautiful hardwood, um, antique and uh, vintage pieces. So, so yeah, so I found it and, uh, brought it home. And I actually, um, what I do first is I will um, ask my uh, some pe- people that follow me if they want to customize it. Um, mm-hmm. So I didn't get any feedback when I first posted it. Of course, a lot of people are like, oh, my God, that is so beautiful. Um, and I was trying to get suggestions on what color I should paint it. And I got a lot of whites and antique creams. And I do a lot of those colors. And I'm just like, oh, I, just, I would like to do a different color for this piece. So actually, um, Dixie Bell had just recently sent me uh, several colors from uh, their line, and I wanted to try the uh, Yankee Blue, and that's actually what I used on it. Um, mm-hmm. But first, it had it had needed a lot of repairs. So I actually it had some beautiful um, embellishments on the front, but where they were, the veneer was peeling. So I actually had to take all of that off, fill it, bondo it, sand it down to get it really smooth. Um, and then I did the Yankee blue, uh, on it, which I actually fell in love with. And I'm like, I think it needs a little bit more. So I added some, um, shading with, uh, another one of their colors, a deeper color, a brown, um, and really just loved how it came out. And I thought, you know, could I, should I paint the leg? Should I not? And I'm in a a spot where I really like, um, using the natural woodwork on the legs, and especially since they were so beautiful and in such great shape. So I left those natural and just, uh, I cleaned them and used, uh, a salve on them to, to actually shine them up and bring out, uh, the wood a little bit more. Um, and then I left the inside natural as well, cleaned it up and, uh, put some wood salve on that as well. So very, very excited how it came out. And, um, uh, just, I think it's just a unique piece that you don't see every day. So, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I was really excited about it. It's a, it's a rather large piece, isn't it? Yeah, it's, well, um, it's actually not too, too large. I believe it's probably about, I can't, can't think of the actual dimensions, but about 40 inches wide. I've actually done China cabinets that were a lot bigger. So this Mm -hmm. is a good, this is a, uh, I think a perfect piece where you could kind of move it anywhere. It could be, it could be a China cabinet. It could be like a little bathroom linen closet type, um, type of piece where you could put linens and stuff for the bathroom. It could go in the bed, it could go in the bedroom. It could go in uh, a family room. So I think it's a, it's a good size where it's pretty versatile. So, um, I think that is, it's also a nice feature of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because sometimes when you see um, furniture pieces on Instagram, sometimes it's hard to calibrate 
exactly the size. And uh, so it just, when you were yes. talking about buying it and moving, yes. I was like, man, that is a massive piece. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny though, because some things, like you said, yeah, it looked bigger and, and you know, you uh -huh. see it in real life. It's like, oh, it's not so big. I think, and then I think Danny was saying that the buffet looked smaller. And then when she got there, it was quite large. So, yeah. Um, yeah so, um, yeah, no, it's actually a pretty, it's, it's heavy though. It's solid wood, the whole back, um, the whole thing is solid. So it is heavy, but it's not so overwhelmingly large that it couldn't be moved from space mm -hmm. to space. Work, the woodwork that's behind the glass. Um, yes. That looks like it's the same. Is it the same stain tones as what's on the legs? Yes. Yeah. So I was kind of debating, do I paint the inside? Do I not? Because I had some feedback from my followers on Facebook um, to paint the inside white. Um, so I thought, well, I could paint the inside white, but I really wanted to leave the legs. So I thought, is that going to be too many different colors with trying to do the legs? So yeah, so it is the same stain as the legs. So I think it kind of ties it all in kind of leaving the inside the same mm -hmm. color as the legs. Yeah. I just kind of cleaned up, cleaned it up. I sanded, actually sanded the boards that were in there because um, uh -huh. they had some water stains and stuff. So I sanded and cleaned those up. Um, but yeah, I wanted to kind of leave that the same color as the legs. Yeah, that it really does provide such a great balance. Um, one of the questions that was um, a listener asked is, and you've somewhat addressed it already, but the question was any, what shading techniques did you use? And you mentioned the, the Dixie Bell Yankee Blue, I think you called it. Um, yes. The, yeah. That, that was the base coat. And then you. That, yes. Yes. I actually used a darker, um, a darker brown tone and it's not, it's not Dixie Bell. I can't think of, actually can't think of the name of it right now, but it is a, um, a, uh, it's, a, it's not a wax. It's a deeper mm -hmm. brown that I use on the outside and kind of did multiple brush strokes to blend it in with the Dixie Bell Yankee blue as the main color. So mm -hmm. sometimes I do wax to, to provide that shading, but I actually use paint to kind of give it the same effect instead of using the wax. And then I just sealed the entire piece with clear wax. Do you, do you often find that when you're working on your pieces that you just, you know when to stop? I mean, because I would think that would be a big challenge, you know, when to actually stop the work. <laughs> yes, it is. It is a challenge. It is. Uh, Cause you kind of, um, like for me, sometimes I know exactly what I want to do and I will get, do it, get it done. And that's it. But, but, but like with this piece, I actually had it for several months and I did not, did not know what to do. I kept thinking, do I do a white? Do I do a cream? Um, and then I did the blue initially and I was just going to leave the blue, but I'm like, something didn't, didn't look quite right. So then I added, slowly added the shading in and then I, st I had to kind of step back and look at it. And I said, I did like that. And then actually when I photographed it, I was like, okay, because sometimes I'll photograph something and then I'll look at the photograph and I said, still, I'm like, still something needs a little more here or there. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of what I did with this piece. It was like a step-by-step -step process and wasn't an all in one day type of, uh, type of finish. <laughs> well, you, you obviously knew exactly when to stop on this piece because it uh, really is quite beautiful. Um, Laura, you. why don't you share with us um, your Instagram account as well? Sure. So it is um, at redhead underscore refinishings. 
Well, thank you, Danny, Megan, and Laura. Each of you created stunning pieces, and we appreciate you all taking the time to explain your winning pieces. We hope you all have a great day today. Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks, Lane. Thank you. Thank you so much as well. Listening friends, don't forget May's 2019 theme is florals of any color, which means you need to tag all of your pieces that fall into this category this month with the hashtag The Zebra Diaries. We really look forward to seeing each of your entries. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Zebra Blogs Before and After Furniture Finishing Podcast. Today's episode is also featured on the zebrablog.com along with contact information for today's guest. Your comments and suggestions for future episodes are always welcome, and we encourage you to share those by clicking on the podcast slide in our header at thezebrablog.com. That's the zebra with an I.com. Thanks for listening and happy refinishing.